Hello, everybody. Welcome back to part two. Thank you so much for listening. I am one-fourth of your co-host, Tiffany E. And on behalf of Janae, Alexis, and Nicole, welcome back to the show. So in the second half, we are going to be covering some more juicy topics, okay? Some more interesting topics. We're going to be talking about character tropes that we are not fans of. And we have a nice discord about those character tropes and what we like, what we don't like, and how we should look at character tropes going forward. We talk all about that at the towards the end of the show. We also get into um, some other topics, which I can't think of right now because I'm not looking at the list. But just know we get into some other topics. So if you care, which I know you do, make sure you guys stay in the lane and keep on listening because that episode is coming up right now. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you guys there. <laughs> um, I think that's it for AW for a while. Let's go over to WWE. Two major things happened on the WWE programming. Monday Night Raw, Nia Jax made her return during the Raquel Rodriguez and Rhea Ripley match. There's a lot of R's in that match. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> uh, Nia came and completely decimated both women. She does look incredibly good in shape. Um, that's all the nice things that I'm going to say about Nia Jax. Rhea did and, deserve to get sunned like that, though. Like, when you definitely really look did, back at it. So, I don't care what anyone says. She deserved <laughs> She deserved every bit of it. <laughs> because like she's been pussy popping and mm-hmm. everybody's business. But I was like, you know what? That's what she gets. I don't yep. feel bad for her. Sure. Yeah. That, that don't concern you in this case it's, in not that case- Naya came, it's not that she came back you know because i kind of figured she would it was she just was weird odd. It, it, yeah it was like why didn't you just in my and i apologize like because i cut you off so i'm sorry but why why didn't they just let raquel lose to Rhea clean that way it can be done and over with. And then you have her come in there and decimate both of them. Either way, Naya could have still decimated both of them. So I just didn't understand why she had to cost Raquel the match and then take out Raquel. Not only that, but then she got in the ring and took out Rhea too. So it was just like, what? All right, I guess. You just have a lot of questions. A lot of questions, no answers. Well, my thing is, is that if you're going to get involved with business that don't concern you, I'm talking it's about Rhea because I like Rhea. Don't get me wrong. But she's been getting more invested in the men's matches than she is doing as, like, the champ. So... How about you get back to what you're supposed to be doing? And Rhea looks shook. Like when they showed her, like, and that's what she get. I don't feel fucking one bit of bad for her. That's what her fucking ass gets. Yep. Now you don't pay attention, hot bitch. Right. Like, like, oh, you know, Raquel can match her for, for strength. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, but now here's Naya. And, like, if we're getting, like, good Pasakiel Naya, where she don't put up with people shit, like, you know, where she didn't talk, she just, like, basically showed up, wrecked your shit, and left, 
like if we get that Naya back, then she needs to be scared. But I'm, I'm not gonna. That, that, it might be that might be the Naya that come back. That's I mean, what she took out everybody. Like. I don't know because I don't know about you. laughing my ass off when I saw like uh, Rhea try to get up and she's like, "What the fuck hit me?" Rhea could not, not get up. That whole got up. That's who. <laughs> She cannot get up, and I said, "Good." Now you sit there and you think about it, right? You sit your fucking ass down and you think about it. She get for being messy. Turn back the hunt. I I love it. It's the lamest thing, but I love it in wrestling, where it's like, where the sins of your past come back to haunt you. Now Rhea never really had anything going on with Naya, but the way I was explaining it to somebody was like all the shit that Rhea has done to like the men in the men's division, like getting involved with the matches with like Dom and like all the other guys and the bullshit she's been pulling. Nia Jax is pretty much her sin coming back to bite her in the ass because now you have somebody you can't intimidate. You can't hide from. They don't really have any friends you can't take out. Like this is the one person that you cannot use mind games on because she's just going to, she's going to kill you. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a classic bully situation, you know. You're you're bully, and now you're getting bullied yourself. So it must feel like hell to get hit by a Mack truck. I don't know what to tell you. Love it. I'm like, oh, sounds like a personal problem. Right. <laughs> it was a good spot. It just was odd placement, and I just yes. I, was I just think like, why honestly, did they do if here? Just, that wasn't the main event, then I think it would have been wouldn't have been so weird for me. Hmm. People see, already... I would have done it at payback. Yeah, and... like if you're gonna do that, like it was just weird. It was like I'm not mad that she's back. I'm not mad about the way, like how she like brought herself back. I actually really liked it. It's just something about how it was executed is not correct it doesn't sit well with us yes and that's what it is and that's why i'm like trying to tell be like i'm all for people getting their job back and being um getting a great page getting a paycheck and all that fun Mm -hmm. stuff and it looks like and also we know that she's been getting a lot of training in while she's not been there her and charlotte's been working on and that her and charlotte's been working on yeah on her Mm -hmm. like toning up and stuff like that so she was working on 100% okay with that. She's working on better herself, putting in the work, blah, blah. I'm more than happy for her. I just don't like how they did it. I and agreed. Agree. I think payback would have been great. It just would have been a better... The whole fucking pay-per-view is called payback. At this point, with the way Judgment Day went over, why didn't they just bring back Judgment Day? And just let them leave the pay-per-view. <laughs> I don't. I said, okay, if you do do whatever the fuck you want. Some of the shit y'all be doing is ass backwards. It just don't make no sense. Well, from what I'm seeing on social media, there's like a good split of people. There are the people. Well, there's like three. There's people who like Judgment Day. People who don't like Judgment Day, like me. Or there's people who are just simping for Judgment Day. Yeah. I mean, I it's a, fine. as that's, a whole, it's a good normal. looking faction. They're fine as a faction. Yeah, but it's just. It took them a minute to get to this point. And we're just like, okay. 
at least for yeah. me it's, it's just like now what I, but like um that's when people were like trying to shit on Nia Jax and then it's like we're not defending Nia I have my issues with her and I'm not gonna sit here and all of a sudden become a fan of hers I hope her second run goes well. I hope she gets her shit together. I hope she's learned to keep her damn mouth shut and stay <laughs> off. Let someone else handle her. Nia, uh, Nicole, here's your first client, Nia Jax. Make sure that she stays the fuck off of Twitter and don't tweet anything out of character if she has to go on it. Okay. I mean, to be fair, at least all of her talking was after she left. Yes. So, I'm it okay wasn't with like that. you can talk yeah, shit about your job once you leave. And then she did it. She did it once on camera, but it, it was to not to defend her, but to be fair, that one time they were on camera, all of them were talking kitchen table talk, as if we were in having enough anonymity to be able to say what we wanted to say. And so it is what it is, you know, like Naya alludes to things. She did it when she was working for WWE, but a lot of them have. She's not the only one who who does it. My thing with her was she acted like she was a company man when the company was for her. And when they did to her what they did to everybody else, then it was an issue. And then she started talking. And I was just like, okay, sure. You know, what? whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you feel good inside or whatever you need to get out, get it out. Because I didn't say anything when everybody else felt like they were railroaded and they came out. But Naya's, the issue with her in the beginning when she first got fired was the double talk. It was, at first she was hurt. And then when she went on the interview with Renee, it was a totally different story. So she's given two stories and you're just like, well, bitch, which is it? Were you relieved or were you hurt? Or were you both? Because that's quite possible. Two but, things can be true at one time. Right. But it was just the way she was telling the story. It was the beginning when she put the post on Instagram. It was, I'm deeply saddened and hurt by this. I'm blindsided. Then it was, well, I was burnt out. I was ready to go. And it was a blessing in disguise. And I'm, I'm, I'm relieved. And I was like, well, you made it seem like online that WWE, and they probably did, to be fair. After you asked for time, WWE was like, okay, we'll give you your time. They just gave you more time than you actually wanted. But then you made it seem like they were, like they just cut, got rid of you. Like there was, you were just left out in the wind. And then you came back and you, reiterated on Renee's podcast what really happened and I was just like well why did you if you're gonna speak your truth that's fine but it's the double talking for me it's one breath you're here and the other one you're there I just need you to explain it in its entirety and leave it at that other than that I don't care about her being back I don't care I'm happy she's there it's, it adds more bodies to the division and to be fair if they, I, I'm gonna be honest, if they're starting, if they're gonna cut people, Zaya, Emma, and Tegan probably are gonna be one of the ones to leave. Um, I like Zaya, but Zaya, I think it should be Zaya. It's, it's gonna be one of them, if not all of them. Um, the Triple H was real big on Tegan, so she might stay. Yes, um, you know, she's, she's gonna survive, so I don't think it's gonna be her. I think it's yeah, gonna be. 
I don't only don't think it's Emma because it's like she just they would have to have her sit on a contract for too long because they just signed her. And I can't see Endeavor wanting get like okaying her to be released only to have to continue to pay her for like two more years. That's true. So I mean you've got they've got they've got other people too, people in the back males that they can they're probably gonna end up cutting. And I hate to say it, but it could be any number of people. Sheldon, Cedric. One thing Oh, I hundred percent probably think it'll be Cedric. Yeah. Sheldon, Sheldon. I don't Sheldon to me is like a R truth. As long as, especially our truth, as long as Vince is alive, I don't think our truth is going anywhere. No, he just got cleared like a, I think a month ago. Yeah, he just got cleared. Back. Ain't no fucking way um, Vince is going to let our truth get released. Oh, shout out to uh, Powerbomb Jitsu. Sorry, guys. I was looking at this thing for the Face of Horror thing, and it shows where people have voted, and they voted for me. So thank you, guys. But um, I was really, like, I remember being over at Tiff's house when Zia Lee fucking came out on the main roster. And we were, like, super excited because she came out fucking looking like Raiden, Melina, and Katana at the same time. Yeah, And, like, they just didn't do anything with her. I'm just like, well, that was a fucking bust. They do that with everybody if we're being fair. I think, so here's a question, then we can move on to NXT. Do you think with this whole TKO thing, Endeavor's gonna be like more like, okay, well, why are you signing them? Why do we need to sign them when you have X amount of people back here? You think they're gonna be like something like that? Or yep. um they're gonna yes in and the no. beginning, yes, they are. Right now, because they need to streamline the company because it's just too massive. And it's it's two companies merging into one. So they're gonna have they have a lot of work to back office and front office, which they should have been doing over the last couple of months. That's what I would have been doing. Well, I don't think they're legally allowed to until after the merger. So, I mean, fair. So, they're going to do it in the beginning, but I don't think they're going to cut an immense amount of people. They are probably going to ask Triple H for a list and be like, listen, we need to know that the people that you want to keep, the people that are obviously detrimental to the company, we know the ones we want to keep, and we're going to compare the list, and then we'll go go through cutting it that way. Once they... Hold on a second. But um, he's like, my mom fucking... This is how I think Will Ospreay talks. My mom hates this fucking tattoo. She thinks it's such a piece of... Like, I can't do a British... <gasps> oh, no, no, no. Uh-oh. What I happened? Just got, got a notification for uh the face of horror contest because the first the uh, uh top twenty moves on. I'm kind of scared to. They're like, click here to see if you made it to the top twenty, and I'm kind of scared too. What? Uh. I made it. Wow. Yay! Yeah. Look <laughs> at that. Look at that. I fucking made it through the first round. 
Yay! So we're going to vote again. And everybody who listens to it, go vote. I will put the link. The link is already in our bio on Instagram. All you got to do is go vote. So Alexis yep. can win. I'm in 15th place, so I'm, I kind of made it. But, you know, that's like true horror movie. You think you get away from the guy and you just got to... I'm, I'm really getting I know this is like also off topic and congratulations Alexis I've watched two horror movies today and they were all vastly different from each other it was very odd and congratulations to Nicole because she stated it but I was waiting for the right time to do it Nicole is going back to school thank god <laughs> over this shit <laughs> Spoken like a true college student. <laughs> yeah. So what are you but, going back um, to school for? Tell yeah. people. I'm going to school because this will actually help with, obviously, with the podcast. And then not only that is that I want to obviously take what we do and go farther and, like, go towards my dreams also and, like, the professional wrestling business that's the backstage because that's always like that's always fascinating that's always my dream to do something that aspect so I found like a career path I can do that with and I also say that man um, wrestlers don't need to handle their twitters so I will be fixing that so I will be going to school for um sports marketing and media so obviously I'll be learning a marketing aspects within marketing contract PR aspects communications obviously within um, the sports realm and also would really really um, learn hands-on on the media aspect obviously with like audio recording um, creating contact uh, um, filming content um, editing all of that fun stuff so and learning obviously like literally the ins and outs like the back ends of every major social media that you can think of so again once I get further I will be reaching out to obviously some wrestlers even if I'm not like a huge fan of them I'll be like do you really want to run your Twitter and your Instagram handles I don't think you should let me take care of that for you and create content for you but you will pay me (laughs) So yeah. I'll be back. Hey, everything. Yay! Leo Rush is so tiny. Right? Yeah, he is. So yeah, but but, all right. So 33rd annual PWI 500 uh, wrestling's most esteemed ranking, quote unquote, is out. Now here's the top ten. Now, I don't know about the rest because the rest the rest is on uh, the PW magazine. They have something where you can pre-order it. But, of course, when it comes out online, we'll go through it a little bit more. Uh, and even if you try to see it online, it's a pre-order. So, number 10, Cody Rhodes. Number 9, Josh Alexander. Number 8, Orange Cassidy. Never, number 7 is Okada. Now, this is where it started pissing me off. Number six, and y'all know I don't ride for him like I used to. Number six, MJF. 
There is no way Moxley should be above MJF. Yeah, that's oh. so crazy to me. Why, why is that? Even by their own criteria, MJF should outrank John Moxley. Well, let me finish saying the top, the top, the top five before we go in. And number five is Higo del Vikingo. <clears throat> Absolutely. And he's awesome. Number four, Gunther. Number three, John Moxley. Number two, Roman Reigns. And number one is Seth Rollins. If we're being fair, they got the one and the two correct. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not. <laughs> they were right about that. And I saw some people on Twitter really pissed. Like how it says, how did he get to be bigger than Roman? I'm like, easy. He's been working. Because he shows up more he's than seen like him. He's seen. He's had marquee matches and a whole fucking storyline for months. And they transitioned Seth. With Seth and and had that title so smoothly to Shinsuke, and I'm just like, are y'all serious? Roman ain't had a few since Cody. <laughs> his biggest issue was with his own cousins, and that was not for the title. So, what are you talking about? He hasn't defended it. When's the last time he defended his title? It's been a while. Was it Mania? I think so. I'm I'm not so number 10. Okay, let's just break this down. I'm not mad at where Cody's placement is, to be honest with you. Who I think was mad about Cody's placement. Somebody was upset about that? Or was upset about it. Well, Cody, Cody's great. But Cody's biggest match was with Roman at Mania. He lost. And then he had a few with Brock Lesnar for like four months. That was it. He has been, but here's the thing. Yeah, he has, He lost at Mania and he's had that feud with Brock. But he's been on TV. He's showing up to the events. Hell, he showed up to SmackDown. And last time I checked, that was one of the highest rating clips on the SmackDown clips that week of him being there. That's all well and good, and I 100% agree. But he, if we're being fair, he could he could be lower. I I wouldn't be bad if he was 11 or 12, because of their criteria requirement, match quality, you know, um, popularity, all of that comes into play. And if we're being fair. I put Chad Gable at number 10, honestly. I'm saying, like, I'm not saying that he doesn't he doesn't deserve to be in the top 10, nor am I saying that he shouldn't be on the list. I'm not saying that. I'm 100% in agreement with him being in the top 10. My thing is, if anybody's upset about that, they're crazy. Like, they have no reason to be upset about it. He, he's in the right spot. And granted, he could be in a lower spot if we're being completely honest. Oh, I think oh, she might be leaving. Oh, what Ooh, happened? Jay? I just saw a spoiler from Rampage, and I've well, obviously, I mean, it well is showing Chris won, but like after the match, like they shook hands and they hugged, and like Jade looked like she's crying. 
them and she's oh holding God. up um Statlander's arm. How are you gonna let her you know what? That's that's gonna be Tony Khan's problem to deal with. It ain't my problem. That's gonna be his. Well, I mean, as long as I can see her on TV, I'm I don't care. Me either. So I don't have I don't He's have a stupid. problem. <laughs> establish this. I will leave Josh Alexander where he is because he was gone for a while because he was injured. But, I mean, he did have a really good year up to getting injured. So, he's I'm cool with him being at number nine. Cassidy, I would switch with MJF, and then I would put MJF where Mox is. And Mox can go under Cody for all I care. How is he out of... How can you put a world champion who's been actually putting in the work? And again, I don't ride for MJF like I used to. But how are you going to put your champion, the guy who's putting in a lot of work this year, how do you put him at number six? That makes, they got that me makes, including his New Japan stuff. You know, can I say something kind of controversial? that shouldn't come into play because majority of people over here in the u.s we don't watch new japan so why the fuck does it that i mean okay how can i say this without people coming at me with the pit forks forks and pitchforks and the torches and all that stuff if we can't see it half the time then why do we why should we fucking care well, New Japan has a specific audience. And while some of us can't see it, and some of us look to go and find it, I do think that they should include it in terms of match quality and feuds or whatever. However, I think they're overdoing it with Moxley. If he wants to go to Japan, he should just go wrestle in Japan. Because I'm tired of seeing his ass fucking bleeding out gallons and gallons of blood like he's in some kind of fucking horror movie every goddamn week. And get and if he's not bleeding, he's doing it to the other person in the match with him. Last he definitely is going to bleed in Japan. <laughs> Doesn't matter where he is, he's going to bleed. Tired of you. Go somewhere else. Like, I'm done. Like, I still... He's number three? Oh, that that irked me so fucking bad when I saw this earlier today. I mean, am I surprised? Not really. Because PWI always do something weird with their list. This is not okay, girl. Isn't this Meltzer? PWI? No, it's not. That's Mm -hmm. Wrestling Observer. Mm -hmm. It's Pro Wrestling Illustrated. It's a magazine. Yeah, they- yeah. I mean, it's older. I mean, they've PWI has been doing this for like years. Like I remember yeah. it when I was like a kid. Like when Hulk Hogan was on it. It's obviously more publicized because you know we have social media now. But they right. they've been doing this for years. Wrestling Observer has those awards, and they're very yeah. They A-W have them bogus heavy. ass fucking fan voted award awards, mm-hmm. which is it's, to me is ten a thousand times worse. It's biased. It's biased as fuck. Like completely, uh, like 
shockingly biased. I would, yeah, because they're all AEW or the Elite or Bullet Yeah, Club. it makes no sense. It's like, and it's like, where's the booking? And it's always like, WWE like always has like, mind you, they did deserve that for a couple of years. But then it was like, yeah. one year it was, I was like, okay, now I know y'all full of shit. You know what the really fucked up thing is? Is that Kenny Omega has more five-star matches than fucking Kurt Angle. That's why I don't take him seriously. Yes. Sir has given five-star matches and not every single one of Kurt's was a banger. I'm not gonna fucking lie. But the ones he put on is the ones that we remember. Dave Meltzer never gave Kurt Angle five stars. But he'll give anything that the elite do five stars. Why does his opinion matter? It doesn't. But but he he will give a five star match rating to the elite for doing the bare fucking minimum. Meanwhile, Shane and fucking Kurt are beating the crap out of each other. And Kurt tried to put Shane through a fucking plexiglass and it didn't break. So they had to do it, what, twice? I don't know. Um, this whole ra- I mean, I understand we have to cover it, but it's like, this, this whole rating thing is just, it pisses me off. And it's just like, Gunther had It doesn't, better- it does, but it doesn't at the same time. Because Probably because I just don't care anymore. Yep. <laughs> but it just, and also it's like, a lot of the times it's like, and it's weird because it's like where a lot of people are placed a lot of times it makes sense and then you'll and then they'll have a lot of bullshit I'm like what is this so that's why I'm like I don't even care because it's like whatever like the top 10 it's not as messy as it was was it last year that was real messy Oh God, I don't even remember last year. I think it was it was either last year or the year before. I, and we're like, people are like, "What is this?" I, uh, I don't remember. This would honestly, the only thing that I really, I'm like, eh, that could change <laughs> is honestly, Mox and um MJF switching spots. That's it. Yeah. Everything else, I'm like, whatever you can leave as is. Honestly. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I which I'm I'm even though yeah him and MJF because to me it doesn't make sense that they don't have AEW's world champion. If they're gonna have someone on AEW like AEW on there as like the top three or the third person, it should have been MJF the champion. Yeah, I do think they did it for optics because it's like the shield is still ruling cool wrestling, blah, blah. And because that's all that's been the conversation all day for it. So I do think they did it for optics, which is like, obviously magazines, people like do do that for obviously for, um, obviously to like headline attention and to grab an audience. And so I, that's where I think that's the reason they did it. And that's the point. And that's fucking lame. Carmelo Hayes was 13. Happy for him. Oh, good. Hey. So wait a minute. A lot higher than I thought he was going to be. Yeah. Mostly number one last year? No, he was... Roman was. Roman was. Roman was number one last year. Roman was number one last year, surprisingly. (laughs) I'm not saying that, I'm saying... It was just... Surprising. 
I don't know. I mean, I want to see the rest of the list when it comes out. I'm not going to pre-order it. Yeah, I'm trying to see the rest of the 20, but, like, I can't find it for some reason. And no offense to anyone, like, but they keep showing random shit from, like, all of, like, 300s and 500s. I'm like, I low, like, I'm not to sound real shitty, but I don't feel like seeing anything that low. I mean, I would want to see the top 20, but then after that, I probably wouldn't be interested in it. Yeah, I just want to see 10 through 20. I mean, 11 through 20. I wonder 20. where Athena plays. I don't know. She's, I don't think she doesn't really wrestle men um, like she used to right now. She's mm-hmm. probably on the woman. Uh, she should. And when that woman's on there, she sh- honestly, she low-key should be one on there. Putting all Ooh, personal that's controversial. Opinions. Oh, I, I don't think so. But my personal opinions aside, Athena hasn't putting in the work. And whatever yeah. her have been doing, it's doing good. So I'm not, yeah. I'm still not. Re- yeah, I don't like that bitch, but you know, she has been doing some work. <laughs> I can actually put aside my grievance, my grievances with somebody and admit that they're actually doing good. I'll do it. But as soon as they fucking slip up, I'm back on giving them bullshit. <laughs> like, let's not, let's not I get it twisted. I enough to do none of that. So, I mean, well, look, we. No, she's a shitty person. And it's the same thing with Naya. There's things that I'm not going to forgive her for. Like with Naya, I'm never going to forgive her how she treated fucking Carmella that on Total D- on uh, Total Divas or whatever it was called. And yes. then Athena. And I don't even like Mandy Rose. Let me just remind y'all that. But I will never forgive her for trying to throw Mandy Rose under the bus saying, oh, well, they all wanted us to look like her. When she was out at home minding her fucking business. She's doing whatever she was doing at home. Which we found out, but that's besides the point. That's a different story. Yeah. It's like Mandy, Mandy's unproblematic. I didn't like her character. Her, I, I didn't mind because she looked like she'd be, she's like a real cool person to hang out with. But like, and I would, I would think the same thing about Athena because she's like really big into Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. And I'd be like, oh, cool. We could be friends. But then I'd realize she would be the one who would be like, metagaming and gatekeeping and being an ass and kind of putting down everybody in the game because that's the vibe she gets me i don't like her and i don't like her her weak ass husband so um is she doing great in ring of honor sure 100 i've never taken away from what she's capable of or what she has been doing she's been successful at her job so kudos to her but i don't i don't really fuck with her like that so and I think people can do and say horrible things, but not necessarily be bad people. And I don't think that Naya or Athena are bad people. I just think they've done fucked up shit. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not becoming their cheerleader. I'm not rah rah for him, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie and say she's doing shitty just because I don't like her. No, I mean I. I'm not a big fan of Tiffany Stratton's character, but great work. That girl is one of the most solid superstars NXT has. That's another she thing she just is. It's like people are like complaining that they took the title off of her and saying all this shit. I love how uh, Becky shut down Bailey though. She shut her down damn quick. I don't want to hear that because those same people were complaining about when Tiffany was champ. Well. 
I'm just tired of that character. That's where I stand on that. Yeah. I'm just tired of that of the character she portrays. She's a great wrestler. I'm not I'm not sitting saying that, but I just don't like that character because we've seen it over and over and over again. I don't have a problem with her character per se. I think her character is fine. It's just the way she executes it. Yes. You gotta have it's just she just needs some tweaking. Yeah, that's it. Like I get what you're saying, Alexis. We've been bombarded with the pretty girl trope. But here's the thing. Everybody can't be a Becky, a Charlotte, a, a Sasha, Bailey, or even some of the other girls like Kiana James and and Gigi and JC. And they, they have variety. They exhibit various characteristics between all of them. Some people got to be that the pretty girl. mean girl. Yeah, somebody got to be that girl. It's not one of my favorite tropes either. Don't get me wrong. It's that, just... Is that her gimmick? What did you say? Yeah, that's her gimmick. Is she's just... She's, she's overconfident in her... Yeah. She's overconfident in her abilities. And that's like the story that they told with, um, with her and Becky in the ring. Like, she is good. No one's not saying that she's good, but she's she's getting way too ahead of herself already. Right. And not her, her and down then Becky being a veteran end up seeing the cracks and overwhelming. And that's and and I like that. And it like and people are like, well, that was and that's also that was Tef- Tiffany's best match since being NXT champion. Next but to that one again, she had with all Kiana. Her matches have been gradually getting better as well at the same time. That match with Kiana she had was perfect. Yeah. It was so good. And I don't think they give Kiana her props for as good as she is. That match with her and Kiana was was perfect. Yeah. They was going bar for bar that whole time. So like I I understand like you didn't want to see another mean girl at the top cuz we just had Mandy so I get it, but the difference between Mandy and Tiffany, Mandy don't have half the skill that Tiffany got. I agree with you on that. It's just she don't she don't have her wrestling prowess. She don't even have her ring awareness. She doesn't have that. Mandy was the tip was Mandy would have really ate in that rocky area between. The Divas era and that rev- women's revolution. If Mandy would have came in during that time, Mandy could have rivaled Nikki, um, Nikki Bella, and that would have worked for her because during that era, that was a trope that was not necessarily, you know, shoved down our throats. But Mandy would have been probably one of the best workers they had. Her strength and her ability to have that power in brawn is what put Mandy over and she was pretty and she had she wasn't t- to put it this way her features were very soft and feminine but she still had the power and brawn of any man in that company so they could have used Mandy in that in that little space where the women wasn't getting time and it could have really boosted the division that way. But Mandy came in when she came in. You see what I'm saying? I don't have a problem with certain tropes coming in. I may just and have my issue with Kiana, but it's just Kiana has 
a different style of of trope. She's just a, a bitchy executive, and that trope irritates my soul. But my I don't deny what she's capable of and how she is probably one of the most polished superstars they have right out the gate Kiana was clean there was never anything you can say about how she wrestles Tiffany had to get there but once she got there she was taken off so there was no way they were going to be able to keep Tiffany down and move into another space with somebody else he had it she just she just had it and it was like yeah they could have gave it to kiana but kiana needed the building that's why the whole story with briggs and jensen came up they moved out of that they gave her a little mini feud with Gigi. moved out of that now she might have something going with roxanne so do lola they're using other people to build up everybody and that's mm -hmm. how it's supposed to be tiffany get that and i no, go ahead 100 i'm not Honestly, if I was Mandy Rose and I was sitting at home, because the thing that irked me about Mandy is that they did stunt her. Because I remember watching this match, and I swear to God, the only move <laughs> she did that entire fucking match was that goddamn bicycle knee. And half the time, she didn't even do it right. I hate and it's that. just like, that's all she, it's like she was literally spamming the knee. She didn't punch anybody. She didn't kick anybody. That's all she was doing. And I get it. And you guys have screamed at me, whatever. I get it that somebody was stunning her. But if I was Mandy Rose and I was sitting at home and I was watching NXT and I saw Tiffany Stratton, that she didn't, and that, you know, she's doing way better than I ever did as a champion, even though she was almost champ for a year and Tiffany was only for what, a couple months? And she had more of an impact and people were actually thrilled to see her and they're like, you know what, this bitch has got it. I'd be steaming fucking mad. Because you had that title for almost a goddamn year and you did nothing with it. Like, complete nothing. You have no memorable matches. You didn't have the match with Becky Lynch. You didn't do... You weren't the one going to Raw and trying to start shit with somebody. No, you let your two, your two little lackeys do it. I got no problem with that. I'm tired of that character. That's my only issue. I never liked that character, and I'm over it. I like Tony Storm because people are like, "Well, she's doing." I go, "No, Tony Storm's having a mental breakdown, but she's having the most fabulous mental breakdown that I have ever seen." And I wish I looked like that when I was going through it. I wouldn't call Tony Storm's character a mean girl character. It's what Nicole said it was when we was on live. She is on the, the, uh, the last time. She is basically like it's her take on a distraught semi-washed up old Starling. hollywood actress yep yep he has a he uh so it's not it's so it's, it's and she's it's not even just a mean girl she's just like fucking manic and distraught and she's just like all over the place yeah and like and i get like i understand how you like just don't don't like the mean girl thing it's like don't like the mean girl the bitchy mean girl thing but their hat like that has to that's something that's always that it has to be in her to break some stuff up because yeah. of the iteration because you have that in the men's division yes or all they're doing is just and that's the hell that's what grace of waller is yes and you want to be real that is the that what grace of waller is there's 10 million of them that is the male equivalent to but what then, he's doing I 
and again it's like and it's nice how there's more variety so you don't have to have a full a division that's full of characters like that but there essentially there has to be someone to break all this stuff because not everyone can be like the cool chick that is that's a fighter or it's like or people like Lyra Valkyria or people like Chris Stantlander and stuff like that because it's just like okay not everybody can be a weird bitch true I mean Miz got a lot of sons and Grayson Waller is one of them yeah and that's what I'm saying like you got like there just there has to be or it's just like boring like you can't everyone can't be like oh my god this unique like you just have to have someone that's very like black and white essentially and that's fine we need that we need variety we have to have it and so I mean you're gonna have those girls that are gonna be on top occasionally then they'll move into something else but I'm just not we and it's fine you're you're not you're not in love with the character that's 100% okay what I want you to start doing is separating the two because when she gets when certain characters are wrestling they're not they're going to exhibit some characteristics of their persona but the match is what you focus on the match is what you see even if she wins and you're not happy she wins that's fine you know there's nothing wrong with that but rather she has really good matches rather see and i know that i'm i can do that because i will give mandy rose the blues for like i don't like her character but i will still get on her as a person because what the fuck are you doing why are you relying on this damn knee i'll give tiffany stratton props the bitch can wrestle she's gonna do good i have no worries and i say that and tiffany if you're listening i mean it in the nicest way possible okay but I didn't understand, and I didn't understand the buildup to her because she's, you know, whatever. But at the same time, like I said, she's the one who, even though she had a short run with that title, she made more of an impact than Mandy Rose did in almost a year. Mandy Rose was not having matches with Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch was not coming down to NXT to answer a challenge she threw out to her. No, because Mandy wasn't doing that. She liked she liked being the the woman who was lording over the women's division. That was kind of the point. So she didn't she didn't she wouldn't have called out Becky to begin with. I don't know if it's just from me being bullied by these kind of girls my entire life up to my late twenties. Maybe that's I'm why I'm going I to say that it probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I I, I and I again I agree with Tiff. I think that does have a lot to do with it, but that doesn't, I mean, nobody's negating how you felt about that because that was terrible. And to my, to your credit, if nobody said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry you had to go through that. But it is, it's unfair. I mean, it's unfair to, to project that onto Tiffany is what I'm saying. I get it. Because sometimes I do it when it comes to Kiana. I do it sometimes with her. But I do have to, I do. I'm not gonna lie. So you have to, you have to be fair though. And and to Tiffany's credit, when Tiffany came out, Tiffany was not good. And even she has admitted, I am not ready for the main roster. I want to stay in NXT, build up my ring awareness, work on some of my moveset, maybe add a few moves, expand my character persona and get that together. But I appreciate the fans really wanting me to be the star that they know that I am. 
that's somebody who recognizes where they are not strong at and are willing to work at being better. So while her character may not be your favorite, the craft is respected, is what I'm saying. And the best way you do that is you can't liken her to people that you know have been terrible to you. You can't you can't put them together. You have to separate them because they're not they're not one in the same. Even growing up watching wrestling, we always saw characters like this because when we were growing up, we didn't have this. You know what we had? We had Sable and Jacqueline calling each other a bitch and a slut in the ring, slapping each other, ripping clothes off. Like, you know, I, I just, there's certain troops or certain tropes that don't need to be used anymore, in my opinion. Is it okay if we have the pretty bitch and the rich bitch and the mean bitch? That's fine. But don't make it like every single person. Like, I get it. Like, Shayna Baszler is a good example. She does she's just, she, when she's a heel, she's just a bitch. She will literally fuck with you just because she enjoys doing it. Okay? She doesn't break you down mentally. She breaks you down physically, which is great. I don't, I don't care for the mean girl character, but I will admit it is horribly overused in wrestling. You can be a healed chick and do something different because I'm looking over at AEW. That's what Soraya always has been or Paige or whatever the fuck her name is. She still got that title. How's that working out for your women's division? Gangbusters, well, if we're going to go there for the girls, we can do the same for the guys. Yeah, that's I mean, what, yeah, that's why I was saying for Grace and Waller, like we can't like if that is the case, like there is a good chunk of the men's division that is gone if we're going to be real because there are men there are so many male characters who all all they're just fucking assholes that's all that's all their program is just to be mean and to belittle everyone and to talk about how great they are and how terrible everyone else is and how handsome they are and how big how big their dick is and how hot their wife is and how fancy their cars blah 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 so like that's and funny. i get like i understand like some like that trope is something like that irks you and that just obviously and that's like deep rooted to stuff that she's like experienced but it's like we can't and it's and it's not something that's you're ever going to like or ever like really like appreciate or not get into but it's like we can't diminish it's not something like we can't diminish because it's like when it's done right it's great and yes like Shayna's like the badass and she could be a mean and she's a bitch but she's more so a mean than a mean than a bitch like again like I said we can't have a whole roster full of P of Shayna's and Chris Statlanders and um whatever like you have to have people like Trinity's and like Mercedes like there has to be so variety and as I said there has to be one or two mean girls and that's fine is again, if they're great and they're be able to like elevate themselves with it and be able to take themselves serious, like take themselves seriously, wrestle well and stuff like that, I'm perfectly oh fine. But I'm just not going, I'm going to be bored if all I see is a bunch of fucking Shayna's and a bunch of people like that. Cause it's like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm just gonna go watch UFC. Well, I just want to know this. What were, what would, so 
if God forbid Eva Maria comes back to WWE, would you guys be like, oh, you know, give her a chance? Or are you going to be flat out like, no, fuck that I bitch? said that when she came back the first yeah, time. Yeah, so she came back. I said, let's see she what she's going to do. She tried and she re- I'm always saying, and I'm I'm doing that with Naya. I've never been a b- big fan with Naya, but I know that she's actually like put in a lot of work since her being released. So I'm like, I'm going to give her a chance. Let's I'm all for giving do. people deserve chances, especially like people always deserve a chance. I and I always say that I was like, I will give you an inch until you prove me wrong. And if you prove me wrong, I'll be like, you know what, cool, like I'm done, like that's it. Like I'm not going to waste. I feel like it's a counterproductive to automatically just diminish something because it's like something like I like I'm not a like I'm not used to or don't necessarily like or I'm not like a fan of generally or so on and so on if I like people who've proven me wrong if I'm gonna give you a chance I'm like even though if I'm like a back of my hand I'm like hey, I don't know you ain't really gonna do shit and you prove me wrong you fucking kill it I love that I want to see that so I and that's a more positive mindset for me to be because I rather see that I rather so it's like you know what I'm gonna give you a chance if you suck whatever because it's like I have no expectations you know it is what it is but if you sit there and you prove me wrong you're great I love that even more not only for you but for me as well and I also would lend to like in what capacity you bring her back yeah because in my mind she's a, even yeah, Maria manager, would work well as a valet I would yeah. have her do what Maxine is doing Last she time. would be What'd you say? No, nope. she wouldn't be a manager. She would be a wrestler. Like every other time she got brought back. I would I would wait and see what they're going to do. If it's going to flop, it flops. And then there's nothing else to say about it. Like I can't, because if you rest in that space, then nothing's ever going to be good enough. Nothing is ever going to be worth your time. And you sometimes you have to let things breathe. And I think that's what a lot of all of us as wrestling fans have to learn how to do is let things breathe. When you don't give it time to develop and give it time to actually work itself into what it's supposed to be or what it could be, then you kill it before it could even get started. Like Judgment Day, real talk, first six months to a year of Judgment Day, Judgment Day could have been over. Should have been over. Okay, but they was able to, and and you know what, revive them, restarted it. But Dominic Mysterio is what revived them. I hate to say, you know, spade is a spade. He's the main reason why they have that longevity. He's the reason why it's got renewed life in that in that group. He's the reason why they're so heel heavy and over. He's the main reason why Rhea Ripley has the moniker she has, the 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 love that everybody's giving her with this whole mommy shit. Without Dom, she wouldn't have that. None of that would work without him. Nothing about what's happening now with Judgment Day would work without Dominic Mysterio. They needed him. So that's what I'm saying. I I get where you come from. I don't like, I've never been a fan of the Divas era. There were some matches in that era that I enjoyed. There were some feuds that were great. You can't deny that. But it wasn't perfect. We all know why. And now we're moving into a space where every type of woman can be represented. So while you and I 
you pride yourself on being the punk girl, the girl who's a little avant-garde, who's a little weird. We love that because that makes you different. If we have girls who are only in the same order in that same box, if we only get girls who can fight, if we only get girls like Becky, we only got girls like Charlotte, we only got girls like Bianca, then where do the other girls who don't fit in those boxes get to see themselves? Where do the, the girls who, who look like Tiffany, who want to be seen on TV and feel like that's me, I can be her. How do they get that if they don't see themselves on TV? You say it about us, when we're Black, we barely got to see girls like us. The girls who are coming up behind us, they get to see girls like Trin over in Impact. They get to see the Sashas. They get to see the Biancas. They get to see the Jades. Jade is a, is probably one of the biggest tropes that most people talk about when it comes to Black women. They liken her to a man. They say her features are too strong. She got too much muscle. And she's one of the <laughs> most strikingly beautiful women in the wrestling business, period. She's tall. She's statuesque. She can talk on the microphone. But there are girls who look like Jade who never saw themselves on TV. And now they can see her. So all I'm saying is, while for you, it's not your cup of tea, it's okay. But you have to think beyond yourself and say, okay, somebody out there sees themselves in her. And for that, I can be happy about that for them. I get to see myself on TV. You get to see the characters like Ruby. You get to see characters. Don't put me with her. Do not put me with her. I mean, no. no, you're taking it literally. And that's not what I mean. I'm talking about Ruby as a persona, not as a person. Because I don't know that woman like that. So we're talking about persona-wise, how they are presented to the public. She comes across as somebody who is into the punk scene, someone who is into that emo avant-garde world. That is something that you're into, whether you want to be equated to her or not. That's not what I'm doing. It's characteristics that you obviously, that she's exhibit that you obviously tick off in the box. Like, oh, I like that too. That That's something that I probably would do. Like, yeah, I'd probably wear green lipstick. I like that. That looks cool on her. It's she exhibits behaviors and characteristics that you are familiar with that makes you feel comfortable seeing her outside of what you personally know about her. If you didn't know those things, she is somebody that you would be okay with. Lacey Evans was one because you and her have a similar build. You're very tall and lean and statuesque, so that works for you too. So you see characteristics in people that are on television <laughs> And they fit. There you're like, okay, I see myself in her. There are little girls in this world who see themselves in women like Eve Marie, Eva Marie, like Tiffany Stratton, and they get to be able to see their heroes on TV too. So every woman can be represented in whatever category that they are. Girls like Scarlett, Scarlett is sexy. She exhibits that every day. You see it in her. It exudes from her naturally. And she plays up to it. There are women who enjoy that. They're like, I like that. I can be I that kind of character in wrestling. That's cool. It's, so it's you not would really be mm -hmm. 
So you would have been okay with a character like Alicia Edwards beating Trinity for that Impact title. Well, it's not about what I... <laughs> Her being not... there and, and winning are two different things. If she won, if she beat Trin after Trin just got there to get the title, that would make no sense to me. At that point, they could have had her beat Deanna Perazzo if they was going to do that. Would I be okay with that? No. But Alicia Edwards don't fit into the pretty girl, mean girl trope either. She's she just a bad wrestler. She's piggybacking off of her husband. Yeah. She don't well, care. I think it's just like what Tiff and I are trying to say. Like, again, like, I understand, like, that is something, like, you very, very don't like. And that's obviously rooted in, like, other things. And that's personally fine. But it's the same if we're going to say, we're gonna have room and we can and we did all this hard work and this is like the fans and like the wrestlers to be able to help to have space for all different types of women then we need to actually mean that and again like the divas era like well the early divas era is like obviously it is what it is but uh, we can't like all those women like helped try to play a part in the evolution of what we're seeing in women's wrestling. And it's not, and it's also, it's like, it's okay if we still have, you know, we have like one or two people who are a callback to that because that is essentially our history. And it, you know, was, not the best and it was gross sometimes and it was just like just not what we all wanted sometimes but we can have variations of that whereas except the wars more palatable and it's more believable like you can have like obviously like someone who's akin to a trish but she's gonna beat your ass she's not gonna be in a bra and panty match she don't got time for that she got other shit to do. And that's okay. So that's just what we're saying. Like, we're if we're gonna say that we are creating space for people like the Chris Statlanders and like the Max Impalers, and then the people like Holly Deads, and even like on like the more sweeter spectrum are like the sky blues and the willow nightingales and shit yeah. like that yeah. then we have to have you know okay and have space for like those pretty bitch gimmicks and it's fine like if they can actually wrestle they can sell me a little bit on the character all for it let's have at it fine with me eventually it, they'll change and we'll have someone new yeah but I because mean, I doubt it, Tiffany is gonna say exactly within that character the whole no. time. And I think Nicole was right from the very beginning. I think she's been a flip to be in a face too. Yes. <clears throat> I really do. And I think that's where she's gonna probably hit her stride as a face character rather than her being a heel. And she's gonna get that title back, whether you want her to have it or not, they're gonna give it back to her. Um the humbling part is where that's where the Tiffany Stratton that most people are really going to like is going to come out. So when we see the men's division, 
It's 50,000 um, of Miz's sons and John Cena's sons running around there. Austin Theory being one so of them. So many of them. Everywhere. And I mean, you you got... And then Vince, when we were when we were watching it, Vince made carbon copies of every big man he could think of. Bobby Lashley and Brian and Brock Lesnar were the opposing figures of themselves. They uh, they literally were opposite sides of the spectrum. So I, if we're gonna call one out, then we have to call them all out. Everybody has to get it because though there are tropes in the men's division that are repetitive over and over again because if we're being really fair like Dolph Seth Dolph Seth Ricochet Wesley Carmelo Hayes you could throw Cameron Grimes in there there's similar similar wrestling style Nathan Frazier I say all the time Austin Theory and Grayson Waller look alike they act alike. They look alike. They're the same guy, just with like maybe different hair gel and an accent. Honestly, Grayson Waller's got more personality than Austin Theory does. Yeah, he really Austin does. Theory's like Austin Theory's like like runny grits. It's just unnecessary. Like uh, Grayson Waller has amazing charisma. He's got great personality, and do I think do I think that he? Probably is going to excel more than Austin Theory. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. But he is a son of Miz. I don't care what you say. That's one of his sons. It's one of his sons. Which is so funny because everybody always wants to try to drag Miz and talk about how he's this and that, how he can't wrestle. All this other shit when there's at least 50, 60 of his sons walking around between different companies, different indie brands, if you want to be real about it. Because if we be fair, MJF could be a son too. He is his son. That's his most, that's his His biggest son. Right. That's that's the golden child. That's the golden son. He's the one that proved himself. No one else hasn't yet. If you want to be real, and I, I get sick. I'm kind of sick thinking about this. I love Ricky Starks. Well, especially what he's doing now. One of his children. I mean, it's a spade, and it has to be called a spade. It's just that simple. I ain't nobody saying nothing is wrong with that. However. There's really the men's division has its tropes. You've got the big, strong, brawn guy, the pretty boy. Roman is a pretty boy. Roman is a pretty boy. He's not super, super big, but he's a big, strong guy. And he's a pretty boy. Yeah, Montez is. for pretty boy. Okay. Well, what's the difference between attractive looking and a pretty boy? I mean, you're going to go out on national TV, you got to look good. Well, that's what I'm saying about Tiffany Stratton. <clears throat> she can't help she pretty. She can't help that. Neither can Mandy. Mandy might have gotten there on her looks, but Mandy has a work ethic that kept her there. Honestly, Mandy would not have been gone had she had not been doing that side shit. Yeah. 
They had invested everything in Mandy. Mandy was going to be the reason why Roxanne Perez had her big moment. And Mandy was a team player every time. She had no problem doing what was asked. It was just the side hustle shit. Both of, both of them was doing shady shit if we keeping it real. WWE could have just said, shut it down and you could continue doing what you're doing. But the problem was all her shit was already out there. Whoever was paying behind her paywall started putting her shit out there for everybody to see. So there was... Uh, who did they say it was? I forgot. I can't remember, but or somebody put all her shit out there. <clears throat> WWE PR couldn't catch the shit in time to stop it. Because I was there... I would have been found that shit. They would have more... stopped that shit and moved on and kept her there. But then Mandy refused to shut the shit down. Oh, Tasha still look good. Wow. Now, what'd you say, Alexis? Was the guy who used to be the trainer there, he was Hugh Morris in WCW. <sighs> His name was Matt something. The train train? No. Not A-Train. Sure looks um, amazing. I it swear was the guy, He was the coach that got called out on a lot of shit that was happening within the first group of like NXT or whatever. Matt Tremont or something like that. Hold on. Let me look him up. Oh, I my know God. who you're talking about. He was the one who was telling them all their business about NXT Bill. and shit. He was like, um, <clears throat> yeah, Bill DeMont. And there was rumors that he was being really gross with the girls back there. And it's just a rumor, so don't shoot the messenger, okay? Apparently, he was the one, as what the story says, apparently he was the one who found out he had been paying for Mandy's stuff and he used this on revenge for her because he tried to put some game on her and she turned his ass down as she should. Oh. But that's, don't take my word for it. That's just the it's rumor. It's just rumor and innuendo. Got it. I got you. I'm just saying, had she had stuck with where she was, she wouldn't be making the same kind of money she making. Let's keep it real. But she would have been able to advance in her career, move over to the main roster, and then she could be pulling in six uh, figures and move up to the big big dog money, like what Bianca, Becky, and the rest of the girls is probably making. So, oh, plus, I think Bianca makes a lot more than what we think she makes. I think she makes a lot of money, too. I think she makes a lot of money. And they got third-party deals, so they make money outside of WWE as well. They got multiple checks coming in. I'm just saying, back to what you said before, you said the pretty, what's the difference between a pretty boy and an attractive person? That's what I'm saying. Same thing can be said of Mandy, of Tiffany Stratton. They just happen to be leaning into that characteristic. But it's a part of who they are. It's It's them. They can't help that. Mickey and James got a great boob job. Mickey's back. Oh, cool. <clears throat> That's a great jumpsuit. Look at this camera operator. This is silly. Why they show him hanging on the edge of the? They always do that. They I always... hate that. It looks tacky. Impact needs to get they 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 camera thing together. I really they really do. 
why why they show that man <laughs> I love Trini's outfit this is cute okay with the gong showing like it's um 20 like 2009 I can't that's right bitch we covered everything right yeah we good yep so I hope you guys enjoyed the show because we sure did enjoy making it. I appreciate every single one of you guys for coming in, as do the Goyles. All right. Now, very soon, we're going to have some changes to the podcast coming. We're going to have some new topics next season. We're going to might we might start even doing some live podcasts. We might start going on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? We might end up being on camera on our YouTube channel doing our video podcast. You never know. You never know. The girls and I have been talking. So make sure you guys stay tuned for the changes coming to Down for the Count. Keep up with us on our socials. I post regularly on Down for the Count um, on Instagram. The girls post regularly on Twitter, formerly known as Twitter, which is now X. So don't worry. If you need new info, we got you. If you need commentary on videos, I got you because I post that to Down for the Count. So you guys can see things over there on our page and I can keep our page engagement up. You feel what I'm saying? With all that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. Follow our socials. At Down for the Count 19 is our Twitter. X, formerly known as Twitter. And at Down for the Count 19, it's at D4TC underscore podcast for our Instagram. Currently, we do not run any other socials despite our TikTok, which our TikTok is defunct as of right now. We are not running our TikTok as of right now. But once we get more video format content running, we will. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.